1: It's Locked On Hornets. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. You can go to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off of your next order. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. And you can subscribe to the pod on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get them. And you can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets, at Walker Mail, and at Nod of the Scribe. Going to be explaining our tweets. Going to be talking about the Hornets back-to-back that they have this weekend, the Next five games on the schedule. Zach Lowe included the Hornets again in his 10 Things piece he writes weekly for ESPN. They're showing up pretty frequently there. But Nada, I beg you to allow me to use this platform to talk about the NFL draft no, at least a little bit.
0: No, we talked about <laughs> this off wax. We Just said, a little. No, no. The third segment, Walker, we talked about this. Yeah. The third we but have to I don't, provide suspense. I know you don't have a show. I don't care. <laughs> the third segment.
1: Okay. All right. Carolina. They took JC Horn cornerback out of South Carolina. Number eight overall. It's all I'm going to say. I want to talk about it. Third segment. Fair enough. We'll explain some tweets. I had a tweet about that at Walker at not a scribe at lockdown. Hornets is where you can follow our Twitter handles. I guess if it's locked on Hornets, we'll talk about the basketball team here. I guess we'll talk about the Hornets. If that's what you're forcing me to do, I guess that's your call as producer. Poor you.
0: Poor poor you. Poor Walker. He's got (laughs) to wait. Delayed gratification.
1: It is. It is delayed gratification. I talked about the five-game schedule. Let's look at it a little bit further, Nada. So they have the Detroit Pistons tomorrow. They actually get two games off or two days off. Well-needed. For the Hornets, you mentioned it. Rick Bennell wrote an article about it. Terry Rozier looks gassed. And I mean, uh, Terry's had a lot of the offensive load on his shoulder for sure. Uh, We saw how much it helped PJ when he took a little bit of a breather for a week and he's come back and he's played extremely well, except for that Chicago game that nobody played well in. And maybe Terry needs the same thing, but they got Detroit tomorrow at 7 p.m. They play the second night of a back-to-back against Miami at 8 p.m. on Sunday. The next three games after that, it's back up to Detroit on a Tuesday, so you get a couple of days rest there, or one day's rest, I should say. Then you have Chicago and Orlando. of the only team that is better than you on paper is Miami and then I guess you could talk about Chicago if you want to but they're lower in the standings so Miami's the only team that's better than you not a the heat they've got the tiebreaker on them yes. uh, what are you looking at as far as an expected record a goal record that you want for the next five games for a team like the Hornets that are actively trying to get an outright playoff berth maybe avoid the play-in altogether
0: you know I, I feel like they need to get get the four and one Four and one to secure seven or eight. That's all we it's need. Kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. Four and one. Anything less than that. And I kind of am gonna get worried. Like, we understand like the thing is the heat game matters, but it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like they already have the tiebreaker. But if you got that heat game, that wouldn't matter. I just don't want to see them lose to Chicago again. Like, there's a lot of these games that they should they have no business losing to. And I can't call them no excuses games, but if this is a team that you care, that, that you really care about where the seating is and want them to be evaluated in the best possible light, they got to go four and one. They have to. Like, if not, like, what are we doing here? Like, are we saying, okay, this may be a team that loses once or twice on the plane and finds themselves outside of the playoffs? And at that point, you're talking about a 13 or 14 slot in the lottery. And I'm not – again, I don't feel good about those chances of moving up. So, like, this team's got – like, if this is about evaluating this team in the best possible light, the only way to do that is with a four-game playoff series. And they need to go 4-1 and in this.
1: You are two and a half games back of Miami. That would be a nice jump to try to catch Miami. So, yes, it doesn't matter in the sense that you get the tiebreaker already – but it does matter in just trying to catch them in the standings along with the Boston Celtics, who you're also two and, a half, uh, two and a half games back of in the sixth seed. And you do not have that tiebreaker after this most recent loss you suffered against them. You are one game above the Indiana Pacers in the nine seed. You're only two games above Washington in that 10 spot. You are four games above Chicago, just outside in the 11 spot, four and a half. Uh, up on Toronto just to finish out some of the teams that you're worried a little bit about. I'm going with four and one though. Yeah, you're right. I, I, I want to get to four and one. Two games against Detroit, one game against Chicago, one game against Orlando. That Orlando game needs to be a win. I would like to see them beat Chicago after they struggled with them. I would like to see them take care of both games against Detroit. And in theory, the appropriate loss would to be uh, would be to Miami, Miami because they're just the best back. team.
0: Yeah, no, yeah. like it's a back to back game. It's the second half of a back-to-back game. I get it if they lose that game. That game is the only one where you're like, eh, okay. They're, everybody's tired. Um, two days, two days off isn't enough, and you've played a game before. So I get it if they lose that game. But losing to Detroit in this economy, or Orlando, that's really not <laughs> trying to lose. Like, yo, they're, they're, like, I hate, I, I hate that I have expectations, Walker. I hate it. Yeah. Because I You've don't, done
1: this to yourself too. I I've seen the wheels turn in your head over the last couple of weeks. I,
0: I, this is somehow this is your fault. Somehow this is no. Your fault.
1: Don't do that. Don't do that. Either that this or Hornets, fault.
0: Either Hornets Twitter, like, either that or Hornets Twitter <laughs> has infected my brain to the point where I have to have expectations now. I really don't like this. Like, I well, really let me don't ask like you this. About myself right now.
1: Let me ask you this: How much of that is predicated on the fact? that we could be seeing Malik Monk and LaMelo Ball within the next two games. Now, here's what we're looking at. Rod Boone joined the afternoon rush. Now, a part of Sports Illustrated, by the way, shout out to Rod Boone. Pretty cool to see him get back into the game, starting his own blog once again, after he was out with the athletic and now he's with Sports Illustrated. So big shout out to Rod Boone. Happy to see him get back into the game in that way. He was on the afternoon rush earlier this week, and he kind of looked at Sunday against Miami as maybe that game. You could see LaMelo and Malik. You discussed this right before we started recording. We're going to get an injury report today. Yes, we're recording this somewhat earlier than usual, maybe kind of around the same time, but mm-hmm. we probably aren't going to get the injury report before we're done recording and that injury report, not a we could see something different besides the out designation right beside Malik Monk and LaMelo Ball's name for this game against Detroit. And then maybe we even see them active against Miami. We could get a questionable. We could get a probable, even though probable scares the hell out of me with what that's brought this season.
0: Can can we talk about this with the Hornets? Like probable means they're not playing. We just have to give them a, 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 we have to literally give them a designation at this point.
1: I, I feel I feel better about questionable than I do probable at this point, but we might yeah. see something different than out, Nada. How excited are you? How interested are you in the injury report that will be released later today?
0: This is the problem with expectations because I expect them to come back. Like I expect them to come on back- Sunday, uh, Saturday. I feel like mm. if you're go- if you're talking about getting a game in and getting some real reps for the real game on Sunday. I really do feel like you have to play them Saturday. And even and even if they're on both on minutes restrictions, like you give them 15 20 minutes and then you take the gloves off the next night. Like I feel like that matters. At least more so, uh, but more so for Malik because it's an ankle injury than for LaMelo at this point. But you kind of need you, you kind of need it. like they, I think you kind of need to give them the minutes to get them back in game shape. Because if not, then what are you doing? Because Miami is clearly the most important game. If you can get within a game, game and a half of them with eight games to go, that kind of matters. Especially if we're talking about playoff seeding and having the, already having the tiebreaker over Miami. Because then we can start theoretically or with high, high hopes in the sky talking about, hey mm-hmm. – um, maybe we can get back into six. Maybe we can talk about this date with with Milwaukee, which I'm not sure we really want. So, if this team gets a six seed, I think the only way that it legitimately happens is if you go four and one, five and zero in the next five. So, I kind of think you need them healthy because these guys are all just burnt right now, and they need I- the extra guys on the rotation
1: let's continue that conversation on the other side bet online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at bet online get all the latest news odds and info for all your sporting needs before the next pitch head over to bet online on, on your laptop on your mobile device and you can check out all the great sporting news and you can sign up for bonuses and contest information don't sit on the sidelines anymore don't do that as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs you can head to the website. Or use your mobile device again to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code: Locked On. I want to talk a little bit more about Lamelo Ball and Malik Monk possibly returning, and Zach Lowe referenced the Charlotte Hornets once again in his 10 Things article. We'll get to that next on the Locked On Hornets podcast. This is Locked On Hornets.
0: I don't like doing that unless like i am totally annoyed i don't drop the big joker in spades or that early i don't drop the big joker i only do it when i am officially annoyed and i don't want to have this conversation and i'm gonna be real honest with you walker the last thing i want to be talking about at 10 at night is blake griffin and the possibility of him coming here
1: it's time for more of the locked on hornets podcast You guys already know about Built Bar. It's the best tasting protein bar ever. They've got plenty of flavors to choose from. They've got the 12 OGs. They've got the six. They're kind of morphing into a group of 18 OGs now. They're covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and they're easy to chew. And they're great for you as well. They're low calorie. They're low sugar. They're high fiber. They're great for the keto diet, if that's something that you would like to be on as well. And you get a free cooler with your purchase while supplies last. Go to BuiltBar.com and you can use promo code Locked15. and you will get 15% off your next order. Again, use promo code Locked15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Real quickly, talking about the injuries um, d- just once more, you see Malik Monk and LaMelo coming back and you think that they both should not be on a minutes restriction because what I think probably happens, I think LaMelo starts there's been some conversation about do you bring LaMelo off of the bench and then try to ease him in that way. To me, that doesn't make any sense. Devontae, while having performed quite well the last two games and having done even well assisted turnover wise in that Cleveland game where he shot so poorly, it's not enough to hold LaMelo out of the starting lineup. And you can put LaMelo on a minutes restriction if you want to ease him in by allowing him to play with the starters. You allow him to play with mcdaniels at the three or you know miles miles four and pj5 whatever lineup you want to put out there you can allow you know lamello to do that or, or you just start you go crazy small right like you go lamello Devontae. Now, I, think go
0: through, I think you enhance the d- small ball lineup if they're gonna do that yeah you, so
1: I you're think. just saying go guard heavy and then pj and uh, miles PJ and your front miles.
0: court yeah you might as well just go itty bitty bugs yeah i'm with you like at this point you do the itty bitty bugs lineup and you make sure that Devontae works off ball you make sure that Terry works off ball and it takes a lot of the stress off of Terry Rogier. so and
1: LaMelo coming back by the way
0: yeah yeah like that's the thing like I think the easy answer is you start LaMelo and you go from there you start LaMelo and then Malik comes back off the bench it allows Terry like at this point I think if they come back they come back together I don't think you tie trade it I am kind of like I said I worry that the only, the only thing is, if they don't come back this weekend, I think that's a concession that... Like, they, them not coming back this weekend is a concession that, one, people bit off more they could, than they could chew on that uh, LaMella report. And two, more importantly, I also do believe that it's sort of a concession that, hey, we're still a year ahead of schedule. Seeding really doesn't matter. And we're going to get... We're going to be in the play-in regardless. And we're not going to worry about where we end up is where we end up. We put the health first. And that's kind of the way they probably should look at this
1: it. This is the segment where the angel takes hold of your microphone, where it was the devil taking hold of the microphone in the first segment. Right? Like you. Zen
0: Nada Again, Zen Hornets Nada is back. Okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, 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 now, granted, he, how long he stays, we'll see. But Zen Nada is back for segment two, baby. It is. F- because... Uh, it, I have to be in a state of Zen because I'd rather not be angry about this team. Not this year. I told you expectations suck. And most importantly, I'm trying to have fun with this team because if I wanted to be miserable, I'd focus more on my day job.
1: Chicago at on May 6th. That was what I had talked about when we first got the Lamelo report. That would have been the conservative two week approach before you bring ball back. And now you're not all that far away. It's four games away right now. That's basically it's, you know, so Detroit game is going to be May 1st. That Chicago game is May 6th. That would be the conservative two-week approach to bringing ball back. So we'll see what happens there. Yeah, LaMelo, minutes restriction, fine. Go ahead and start him. Bring Malik in. I don't even know if we could tell if Barrego would have Malik on a minutes restriction because of the way that he's played him this season. He might just really think that's the amount of minutes he wants to play him healthy or not. So we'll see what Barrego decides to do. Now let's get to Zach Lowe's 10 things column. Man, he's had A lot of Charlotte Hornets mentions this year because the Hornets have been fun and every yeah. there's a ton of national NBA pundits out there that have dubbed the Hornets, the league pass team of the association. I was listening to George Sedano on 7:30 the game a couple of weeks ago, say I never ever, ever watched a Hornets game, ever sought out a Hornets game the past 10 years. And now every time they play, I am looking, I am typing in the search bar, Charlotte, I want to go try to find that game. And so it makes sense that Zach Lowe would frequently mention them a little bit more. And it's what's happened with Miles Bridges. Miles Bridges is mentioned this week by Zach Lowe. And he writes this, Nada. He writes uh, Miles Bridges emergence as the league's most electrifying in-game dunker soul snatcher is overshadowing his growth into a seasoned all around player improvements that have huge implications for the Hornets as Bridges hurdles towards extension talks for sure. Uh, He also mentioned if this shooting sustains the threat of that shot will turn Bridges into a better driver and a better passer, which we're already seeing the benefits of from him. He is absolutely being more aggressive and reaping the benefits of all of that. This is something else I wanted to talk about, too. He mentions Bridges and P.J. Washington together, as we've talked about quite a bit. Bridges and P.J. Washington are similar players. Washington is bigger and longer, a more natural small ball center. Until this season, Washington was the superior outside shooter. Bridges plays with more hunger. The Hornets don't have to choose between the two. They have outscored opponents by six points per 100 possessions with Bridges and Washington on the floor. And you can take on an ultra modern look when they go centerless with Bridges and Washington as their only bigs. This is the development that has been fantastic to see because when they drafted PJ at first, I just didn't like it. I thought it was underwhelming. We watched them play preseason. We see PJ go for 27 looks immediately like he's got an understanding of the game. I go 180 degree flip on my PJ Washington take as soon as the season starts. So we get PJ and we get a bad year for miles last year. And I, I wasn't, I've talked about this a lot. I wasn't willing to give up. I did not want to trade miles bridges to move up in the draft. I thought that would have been an awful move despite my hesitation to buy into bridges at the time. It, because you can't be so egotistical to think my evaluation is so 100% true that I'm going to give up on him now to move up and have less bites out at, uh, at the uh, Excuse me, at the apple. And this is what you get, right? Like th- yeah. th- you, you get the opportunity, the possibility of watching him flourish and develop because he is a young basketball player that's entering his third year into the league. And what we're getting now, Nada is two first round picks back-to-back, back. picks I thought were redundant, they're starting to work together. And that's a big, big thing to see your first-round players be able to coexist on the floor at the same time. That's a big development for Charlotte in their future.
0: No, it's a huge development. Like, this is the, this is kind of the plan. This is, like, the one thing I just continue to go back to is I just remember, like, Mitch Kupchak's first press conference. And he talked about how he wanted to play up tempo modern basketball. And little did we know he really meant that. Like, granted, is there some luck in, involved in this draft? Absolutely. But the draft is an inexact science. And I think the more, the longer, I, older I get, the more I understand that. You're really just picking, again, you're picking trades that you like and you're throwing it at a dartboard. That's all. And if that's the case, then. This team essentially is going to have a small – could have a small ball lineup where you're seeing guys come in, do their jobs. Again, the other thing is I don't think anyone thought that Miles Bridges could be a legit number two. And if he develops this way and he continues this development, he is a legitimate number two to LaMelo Ball. If you don't have to pay for that guy – and if you can, and in his skill set, combined with a Gordon Hayward, makes one hell of a 3-4 combo. Like, that's the thing. His growth along possibly with LaMelo Ball and Gordon Hayward, like, the only thing that you worry about is if you pay him in October and then he goes back to what he was. That's the only concern that you have. That's it.
1: I think jumping to him being a number two behind LaMelo – is a big jump. I love what we've seen. I know you're even talking about his continuing to develop. That's when he'll be a number two. So I, I know you're not saying he is right now. I still think that's a big jump away. But what he's done has been vital for the Hornets, not only with the injuries, but also when those guys were healthy and he was playing his role extremely well shooting extremely efficient that that's what i talked about earlier it the volume's gone up and the efficiency and it, it hadn't even stayed the same it's gone up too except for the free throw shooting so i, I you gotta love what miles has done all, all we do is praise him now That's all we do here on the lockdown hornets podcast he's get,
0: probably gonna get the fourth <laughs> fourth award of the week too, at this point <laughs>
1: he probably is can i talk to you about a, a, a very dark hornet scenario can we go there and then try to leave immediately I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it anyway. That was rhetorical. So it didn't matter what you were going to say. in an extremely dark alternate universe that honestly isn't all that different from what's happened the last 20 years of this franchise's history in a really dark alternate universe, what we very well could have seen was Charlotte covet James Wiseman so badly that they traded Miles Bridges, maybe something else to jump up to number one with Minnesota. In order to select James Wiseman, James Wiseman before Golden State did it too, and in that scenario, you would have not had this development for Miles. You would have given up maybe an asset along with that. You wouldn't have had Lamelo Ball, and instead, Wiseman would have been the player on the team. I, I'm sorry, I gave her I'm sorry, I put everybody in that horror film, but. I
0: just just, just I just just go to the read. I just go to the read. Just
1: go to the read. How dare you? I just that go was to the read. That was really rude. I really apologize. Uh, well, we'll just we'll just go to the different. We'll go to a different segment altogether. I want to uh, get. Okay. I want to get out of this realm as fast as we can. We'll we'll explain some of the tweets. Maybe talk a little bit more about what Zach Lowe had to say in his Ten Things article. That's coming up next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. This is Locked On Hornets.
0: And the Google description here says On contracts made before June Where the wheat is deliverable in December Either wheat of the grades Named or numbered (laughs) B shares batik of New York N.B.A. So take that for what you will That's a lot of information I just threw at you I apologize What was the grade? Yeah, the wheat was graded C- Let's get them on
1: It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today pod host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. You can follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. I apologize for putting everybody in that depressive state. You should. Yeah, that was really bad. I I wanted to go there. I don't know why I wanted to go there. I just wanted to explore it just for a moment and then leave immediately. Let's explain some tweets. Nada. Can I finally get to the draft day takes real quickly? You promised me. You promised me. Third segment. Please
0: just do it. Just do it. All
1: all right. We're we're doing this. They take JC Horn, cornerback out of South Carolina. Okay. I really like JC Horn. He's a really good cornerback. In fact, any one of those guys would have been good. Patrick Sertan, JC Horn, Caleb Farley. You're worried about the medicals for Farley, even if he's a hometown kid from Maiden and Sertan isn't as athletic, doesn't have the profile of Horn. I love drafting the athletic traits along with production and value here with JC. That's awesome. Here's the thing. It's about the third thing I would have done had I been the Panthers in that position, maybe even the fourth, I would have had Carolina draft Justin Fields, or I would have had them trade back and still had possibly an opportunity to select J.C. Horn. And if he was taken along with the Sertan, then you could have taken Ray Sean Slater, who was taken at 13 by the Chargers, and they make an excellent decision. Here's my thing, Nada. J.C. Horn is a good pick. OK, I like him as a player, but it's exactly why I put I'll put this extra point out there. I've said this a million times. It's not only the who when they traded for Sam Darnold, it's the win. You traded for him on April 5th before the NFL draft. It's why they didn't pick up his fifth year option until today before you knew or not whether you were going to get uh, before you knew or or not, you were going to get a quarterback available. And so when you decided to do that, when you did, Justin Fields falls to you. And instead of you could have had a second round pick, a fourth round pick and a sixth round pick and Justin Fields. And now you have Sam Darnold and JC Horn and you're out a second and a fourth that you're kind of wanting to be starters next year. That's my problem, right? So that's my draft day evaluation. Carolina Panthers could have taken your chance at a quarterback. You still could have taken a quarterback even going after Sam Darnold. But when you did it, you got rid of three draft picks and uh, you didn't draft a quarterback that's really talented out of Ohio State. So that's why I'm a little frustrated. But all in all, surface level evaluation, JC Horn's a good player.
0: Are you happy now? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I am. Or are you happy? Um,
0: you got it off your chest. Yeah. Yeah. Or, 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 can you relax? Do you want to? No? Do you want to? Do you what's just want what to give what's like what's...
1: A, a line or so? Like, how did did you like the pick? Okay.
0: And look at, at this point. I have under, uh, From what I understand, the Panthers are not interested in developing a rookie quarterback. I think they have issues in evaluating quarterbacks. I think this is something that's going to eventually come back to bite them. But for right now, I understand the process even if it doesn't fully make sense to me and you know what i have a bad feeling we're going to be right back here next year yeah so those that don't those that do not understand their own history are doomed to repeat it
1: nice after school special comment a little bit right there excellent we got there once again let's explain some tweets i'll go rapid fire with one of the more embarrassing tweets that i had i opened up snapchat yesterday i had seen leftover smoothie on the bridge of my nose further up. I saw saw
0: this. I saw this and I was ashamed that you even mentioned this
1: further up my nose than it should have been. I mean, it's we're getting to the point where, I mean, it's borderline on the roof of my nose. I don't even know how it got up there. Nada. Like you think maybe Mm -hmm. when you try to dip, dip the cup back a little bit more for that last bit of smoothie, maybe the edge of the cup hit my bridge of my nose. I don't know. I was going pretty reckless, but I had finished my smoothie three hours before I actually saw that there was leftover smoothie on my nose. And it was pretty embarrassing. I decided to share that with the people. I don't know why.
0: I, I don't understand you either. Like why? For what? For who? Again, that was something that I would have kept kept to myself. More importantly, who uses Snapchat in 2021? Oh my God. Who? A lot of
1: people. Are you kidding me? Nada, that's a you thing, man. You getting old if you think you're the only, if if you think that's old now by 2021, people still out here on Snapchat big time
0: what y'all got to hide I man? <laughs> again that needs to be that needs to be gone what do y'all have to hide
1: one two three four five. all right let's move on long That's boy fits the bill as a red zone threat and dude can fly draft long oh, boy <laughs> this was amazing did you see the tallest mallard duck ever to exist on planet Earth make the rounds yesterday and start to trend on NFL draft day no less maybe it was two days ago and everybody just started to talk about it yesterday but long boy spelled B-O-I is the tallest Mallard ever, and he's three and a half feet tall, and the picture is of him fully extended looking across whatever lake, whatever field, I don't know, but he's very interested in what he's looking at, and people had a field day with that, and I decided to give you a little draft evaluation. Fits the bill as a red zone threat, can fly, great stuff.
0: I hate you. (laughs) Let's move on. I'll just move on.
1: You should. You should. All right. You uh, had a tweet, Nada, also, that you said they need to remaster the NBA Street video game after they uh, announced its, like, 18-year anniversary. What a great game that was, man. One of the things we can all agree on that played video games back in the day.
0: Look, here's my hot take. NBA Street Volume 2 is better than any version of NBA Jam that's out there. Period. Debate your mom. I will, and more more <laughs> for, more importantly, if you enter my mentions with this, I will insult you with the th- fire of a thousand suns. So don't do it. Just think very carefully. I am not in the mood to play about NBA Street Volume Two.
1: Uh, do you remember the game well else. enough to know if the Volume Two soundtrack was better than the first? It, oh, I absolutely yes, y- yes. Is is that right? I was thinking that was right.
0: Think about think about it like this. You had round here. You had Just Plays Bleak and Free. You had Lords of the Underground on that. Oh
1: side. yeah, God, Volume my.
0: Two is the greatest soundtrack for a basketball game ever.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was great, and I love so I love the video game soundtrack. Matter of
0: fact, hold on, you know what it also had? I think it had they uh, Troy on there.
1: So Did it yeah. have Troy? No, you're right. You're absolutely right. They had Troy. Uh, the one that is just more nostalgic to me. I remember playing NBA live 04 and an NBA live 08 For some reason, those soundtracks, uh, are, are a little nostalgic to me. I just remember CL smooth on Oh eight. That was a song I would go back to like pressing R one, R one, R one CL smooth. Cool. Let's ride to this. That's what I remember. No. Uh, the most, Okay,
0: hold on. Here, here's, the, here's the thing. I, I'm looking at the soundtrack now.
1: For what? So for volume have, two?
0: For volume two. All right. So we have, they, rem, they we have, they were reminisce over you. We also have. Is that the best beat of all time?
1: Swords. Real quick. Just, just real. Yes, just, it is.
0: Yes, it is. Absolutely.
1: Okay. Absolutely. I'm cool Absolutely. with that. Fair enough.
0: Lords of the Underground Chief Rocker. We had live on stage, Dilated Peoples. Oh yeah. We had, again, React, Eric Sermon and Redman. Oh God. We had the instrumental to Just Blaze Bleak and Free, which is an awesome beat.
1: Well, you love we Just Blaze too.
0: Yeah, no, Just Blaze is one of the be- my favorite producers ever. And then you have the Memphis bleak war beat. <laughs> yeah. Nah, this is this is like literally the greatest soundtrack to a basketball video game ever. I will not hear any any arguments to the contrary.
1: Period. You're not gonna get any from me. Dialade Peoples, by the way, was on 04 soundtrack too. Worst comes to worst was yeah. on that. That was my introduction to that uh absolute gem. All right, one more tweet. You wanted to explain this from somebody else. We're getting some love out there, Nada, and you love to see the love for us.
0: Exactly. You love to see it because my man Owen Watterson from SI covers the Clemson Tigers. He's like, man, Walker Walker and not have been being pro bag getters for Eric Collins has been the best part of my morning. (laughs) You do that job to go as far as possible. End of story. The little details just aren't appreciated enough. And even if he were to leave, you have to be happy about it. This is a pro bag getting Podcast people get over it. You want us to get the bag. You want, again, you want Walker to get the bag. You want me to get the bag. Mm -hmm. You want whomever takes over after us getting the bag to get the bag. That's the, that's the goal. This is the goal. We trying to do this big as possible. Okay. (laughs)
1: Yep. Cool to see Owen, by the way, with Sports Illustrated, a really good yeah, and awesome. informative local uh, uh, guy that can cover pretty much everything. Hornets, Clemson. So give him a follow. Oh, uh, O Watterson SI. Pretty cool um, to see him be along with Sports Illustrated now. And thanks for the shout out. You give us some love. We're going to give you some love. You deserve it as well. That wraps up this edition of Lockdown Hornets. Thanks again to Bill Barr for supporting the show. Tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Lockdown NBA, Hollinger and Duncan, really any show on the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'll be back for more draft takes on Monday. And then I guess we'll talk about the back to back that the Hornets play this weekend. Have a great weekend yourself.